back to Inside the Huddle, sponsored by Advanced Medical Imaging. Here is your host, Jay Foreman. We're back inside the huddle, Jay Foreman, second segment. Early morning here on O Street, not too active. You know, I don't, I don't, think, I don't know, I think uh, people were celebrating too much. But uh, We had a squirrel run by. Oh, you, you know, did? That's, yeah. our, that's our peak <laughs> right now. Yeah, I know, right? Um, look, you know, it's funny. You look out here and you got uh, on the blue trash can, you got a simple sign on the green. You got Bill, you got Jake on the pole. And then on the tree right there. Heinrich Harbor. Heinrich Harbor. <laughs> I mean, there's decorations everywhere. You got Bill Bush for president over there with a Bush light uh, uh, beer box in, in the uh, producer studio over there, uh, Harrison. So, you look, people are, are uh, making sure that we uh, see decorations out here and uh, showing their fanfare or the love for some of our other uh, co-hosts on the 93.7 The Ticket. But this is Inside the Huddle brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging, 7601 Pioneers Boulevard. Um, this segment here, I, I, you want to dive into what they need to look for for in, in next week in the Michigan and what they need to do this week, you know, to you won't like people always say, how do we fix this? I think it's like you got to get better at your weaknesses. Your weaknesses can't be. I think the best mindset to look at it is how how much can we improve on our weaknesses that they're not so glaring? And they don't happen at that rate. You know what I mean? I always look at direct access plays. And for this team, it's, that's the simplest way to judge an offense and defensive line. And, it, and defense has been getting the pass because they've been playing, right? But well, they're going to be playing the best running team in the nation, legitimate running team. And you can look at Air Force or whoever runs the triple option. That's not a legitimate running team because they're not in your conference and they're not going to be in a national title hunt, right? Michigan's offensive line has won the offensive line award, I think, the last two or three years in a row. So you're going to get – they're well-coached, they have depth, they're athletic, and they know their scheme, and they're physical. Um, and it's not a tall order that you haven't played well against or you can't play well against because you did it two years ago, and at times you did it good last year to the point that where J.J. McCarthy was just trying to throw deep and they actually tried to disrespect you because they knew that you couldn't move the ball on offense when – uh, you know, it was elements up there and Chubba Purdy kind of just got thrown into starting position. But what can Nebraska do to help or eliminate the amount of direct access plays on offense and defense is, is and what this in particular look at the offensive line is, I would probably say on average, let's just say, let's just say Nebraska has eight direct access plays a game. That's two a quarter, right? Obviously with simple math. And those in a direct access play is the first play of the game, play action pass. Somebody had to had to at least come off and try to chip or block that dude. Um, the other play when Conrad Harberger got sacked and his helmet came off. So that's two right there, just off the top of our head. And if they had nine tackles for losses, I'm sure that there was a few more in there. So if you have two, if you have two of those a quarter, eight a game, if you could even the best jump would be which would be a huge improvement where you would have people talking glowingly or more glowingly about certain players or offensive line is if you went from eight to four. That's a big jump. But even if you went from eight to six or eight to five, it makes a huge difference. You get what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. in particular, like look at the sack that Heinrich Harburg got where he had, a, where Jeff Sims had to come in. You're close to the 50. It's an eight yard loss. 
if you get even an eight yard gain or a four yard gain, you're be, you're still on time with the change. You're still on on target as far as continue to you know rack up yarders and first downs in a positive matter. You get a first down or two. Now you're punting and pinning them down there versus punting and give them a chance to return the ball, right? And then they could get one big play. And next thing you know, your back's against the wall. Um, first play of the game. Who wants to start that off with a with a six to seven eight yard loss? It changes the momentum, and these are plays that you can. These are plays that you can fix at a higher rate, or as a as a as a higher rate as if you're changing the blocking scheme or putting in different personnel, because a lot of times direct access plays are no different than coverage bus, right? Because they are controllable, and you can control it to know the coverage and execute. Like on one of the plays where number one made that that uh, on uh, Louisiana Tech made their, on their sideline, it was a seven cut. Well, it looked like a busted coverage, but the underneath defenders ran into each other. So a rub route. So it wasn't a busted coverage that they didn't know what they were doing. The execution wasn't there, Harrison. So what re, and how that happens, right? So we could just count that as a direct access pass or mm-hmm. access play. Well, you have to, when you're, when you're either in a negative split with your, with another defender, meaning the two receivers are kind of close to each other. You have to have pre-snap communication on who's going to play high and who's going to play low. You got to play at different levels. The reason why is because they're going to run rub routes or have confusion. And then if you're not playing at different levels, you, you, you will create confusion. That means you will see things. That means, oh, I'm supposed to guard Harrison. Well, here comes the other dude. Now all of a sudden you're not guarding anybody. And so that's where that's where I think they ran into some trouble, and that's where you saw the, the that pass completed. That's what happened, I think, on another um, touchdown with Singleton. Um, mm-hmm. And so you know, and I think they ran it on the left side and came back and see if you could fix it on the right side. And you got to be expecting Michigan, who has shown that they are trying to pass a little bit more with JJ McCarthy this year to test you deep, and they're going to try to test you deep not only just taking explosive shots, legitimately off of play action but they're going to try to do it by trying to attack some of your soft spots in the zone, you know? And so you got to just got to get a little bit better at those direct access plays. And there's another one. They came out in um, four wides or five wides and chief chief borders. I saw the pre-snap communication where Nick uh, Henrik was telling him he's a, he's a zone dropper, right? So he's on the line of scrimmage knowing that he has to drop back in zone, right? They knew that, right? Good job on Louisiana Tech. Good job on Nebraska actually having a coverage or a situation to handle that. Well, the inexperience of Chief Borders, and this is not taking a shot at him. It's just inexperience, right? And this is where you have to have a little bit more of figure it out. You know you're in a disadvantage from the get-go mm-hmm. because that number three receiver is smoke hairs. So he's faster than you, and he's in a negative split. That means he's going to be in your zone two or three steps faster. So you either have to change your alignment, adjust the guy up front to get him going to where he needs to. You need to actually get off the ball, or if you're going to fool up in, in, or mug up in the line of scrimmage, you can't mug that close to him. Because if you miss him, or if you're late into your drop and you're just covering ga- grass, well, then he gets behind you, and that's where they got a 16, 17-yard uh, completion. Now, if you did do the, everything you needed to do to cover him and he still gets it. Well, then you know what? Tip your hat. Say, you know what? You got me. Make them beat you. You get what I'm saying? And it, and when and that's what Iowa does. 
they make you beat them. Penn State just beat them. Mm-hmm. They it, it wasn't a whole bunch of coverage, but I was been running this cover three <laughs> since since I don't since probably I left. Parker's been there forever, so I, he's been he's been running cover three. They just probably call it a different with different personnel. It's cover three. It's a little zone coverage. They might spice it up with a zone blitz. They'll run man or whatever just to throw you a little curveball. But at the end of the day, it's cover three. It's cover three. <laughs> it is, and they run the heck out of it. And they and they and they do really good job in their hook drops and stuff like that. But they just got beat. So in that in that situation, it was a hook drop, and it is. I will tell you, that's a hard job to do because you need to mug up to the line of scrimmage to hopefully affect the offensive line's count. But then you got a heck of a job to try to cover a, an athlete that's already already a, a, at an advantage because he's faster and quicker than you. And you you're it's, you have to cover your hook drop in the middle of the field. Now, what you could do is is have a check to where um, you switch it with Nick Heinrich and then you, you have Chief Borders blitz and the other guy do it. But at the end of the day, he's still covering a slot receiver. But you just got to – that's the inexperience of being in the game from a chief borders. And you see that sometimes with guys in offense that you have to be able to, okay, my number one job is this, not give up an explosive play. My secondary job is to mug up. But when you have to – you have to understand, Louisiana Tech is not going to come out in the same formation and same splits as you've seen in practice. They're allowed to do something different. So when they do something different, you have to make minor or major adjust, adjustments, especially in, on third downs like that. So those are the little things that they can improve on. So we, when people say, how can you get fix this? Or how can you, you know, how can we, when you ask me during the break, what's the game plan to beat Michigan? Well, the game plan is make Michigan beat you. And that doesn't mean just to kind of play good enough to be in their way. It's actually to go out there and compete. And competing is lining up correctly, executing and then going out there and making trying to make plays on the ball and play football. And if they're and if they're better on a play, then you know what? Let them make them do it again. Then you start winning some plays. Then you're kind of even Steven. Then you're in a ball game. That's what Rutgers did. Now granted Michigan, Michigan, I'm sure look, their fans in Michigan had the same fan, same reaction that we did. Mm-hmm. How can we go in the half seven oh seven with Rutgers? We're Michigan. The return of Khaki Master. Right, same thing we did. How are we going into halftime with Louisiana Tech that almost lost to the team that had four yards of offense, and they're on their freshman backup quarterback? They had a receiver move to running back. They had a ton of guys, you know, playing different positions. Hodgepodge. They had their whole defense is from Stephen F. Austin because that's where the defensive coordinator came. Right, mm-hmm. he's an FCS school. How are they competing with us? And then you turn it on. So Michigan fans are in the same. We're in the same boat as we are, and they're probably having the same. Uh, conversation. As a matter of fact, I, I was texting with John Jansen. He was upset just like some of us were. But, you know, those that's how you, quote-unquote, fix problems. You fix yourself first, right? And fixing what you can control is how you execute the defense and put the pressure on the offense, in this case, or on the defense in an offensive situation, right? And so... You know if you have to block down, and that's a pretty good defender, you're either going to have to have an offensive line check or you're going to have to anticipate blocking down and meet him where he's going, not where he was at. Right? Make him beat you with a counter move instead of his first first move. Mm-hmm. And so those are the things that they, they can correct easily 
and at a higher rate than say, oh, we need to change our whole scheme. We need to have a totally new game plan for Michigan. It's like, it's like sometimes people think like, okay, I got, I got the game plan over here that we're going to play for 11 weeks. And then we got this Michigan game plan that we've been working on since the day that Matt Rule and them got here. And we're just going to bring it out with three days of practice. And we're going to go out here in front of 90,000 people and execute it better than the game plan that we were supposed to have for 11 weeks. It just doesn't work like that. And it, and sometimes I, I always say that people get genie in a bottle and they do something totally different and they work. But the basis of what you're doing, it doesn't matter if you have a new game plan or try to get better at the one you're, you're at. If you're not handling your business and fixing yourself, or I, I like to say rehabbing yourself, that means maybe getting a little bit better, or in this case, a lot better at some things, then it doesn't matter what game plan you have. And uh, yeah. and, and that's just where, where we're at right now. And it's a hard situation to be in, um, but it's an easy situation to be in. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, it, it, in terms of like you're you're not changing your identity. No, you you I mean you are who you are right now. You right. know, you know, right now we got both we got two quarterbacks that are kind of the same, mm-hmm. right? Running quarterbacks. Which is it, why it's important. Right. Like you said, you can't have those, you know, exploit plays. Yeah. We're we're such a rhythm offense. Right. And that's why yesterday you see through third three and eleven third down conversions because we're a team with a running quarterback. Like, like when we get to a third and twelve, like you said, yeah, we had one yesterday, but for the most part, I'd imagine Satterfield has pretty limited play call. It was limited playmakers. Yeah. You got to think Marcus Washington had the two drops. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and the, but then, you know, you have it to where, you know, you're not really changing your identity, but you, you know, you right now we, we got two running quarterbacks and they, in some ways they've thrown the ball a lot better than they getting credit for it. And in some ways they haven't, because when they are off the mark, they are off the mark. Um, but okay. That's just say, let's just, let's not judge their misses as harshly and just say, you know what, that's just an incomplete pass, right? Because they definitely are incomplete. You'd rather have totally incomplete passes versus interceptions. So you're in a rhythm offense and it's predicated on the quarterback slash running back um, run game. They've shown the ability to work the tight end a little bit more and start, and they've done a really good job of consciously getting Billy Kemp started early, right? So you like to see them work Billy Kemp, tight end, Marcus Washington get going along with that to stay on rhythm and then defensively um, do, do a really good job of pre and uh, post snap con- uh, uh, communication and execution and learn from the mistakes or some of the uh, hard positions that Louisiana tech puts you in because you ex- do, expect that from Michigan in some form or fashion, they're going to take what they saw yesterday and marry it to their playbook. And it's going to come around the same situation in the field, the same situation in the game, because they're going to see if you fixed it. Because if, if you haven't, they're like, oh, that's the easy six points. So those are the things that you can do to, uh, you know, in people's minds and when they're watching, fix. But it's really just getting better at it. And, you know, they're playing, they're facing an ultimate test this weekend in Michigan. I look forward to see where they're at, because this is going to be a true judge of where you're at, because they're going to test you every facet of your game. And it should be something that they look forward to. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back and quick. We're going to put another bow on uh, inside the huddle. We got a actually a little, not a major announcement, announcement of a, of a little bit of a schedule change. So this is Jay Foreman inside the huddle. We'll be right back. 